Auburn baseball pulls off an impressive series win against ranked LSU, gymnastics is going to the NCAA championship, and softball falls short in a tough matchup against Florida. Hey everyone, welcome to Page 8. I'm Casey Barrett, and I'm filling in for Kristen today, and a lot has happened in the past week for Auburn sports. So first we have Dylan Fox analyzing baseball showing in Baton Rouge. Hey Dylan, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Good. All right, so we saw Auburn play Jacksonville State on Tuesday before their series with LSU, and coming off that loss to Jacksonville State, what do you see them maybe changing where they kind of gained that, gained that momentum for their series with LSU? Well, first of all, if you if you look at the box score, if you look you know between the lines of that that Jacksonville State game, they had ten hits. Uh, that scoring two runs on ten hits isn't very common, uh, so I think. Going into LSU, what they did was they just, uh, you know, stood up under pressure. You know, those two out hits that that score the runs, they, they you know, didn't keep guys stranded. Uh, I think, you know, just it's it's all about depth. Butch Thompson talked about depth a lot, is that, you know, you always have a guy that, you know, has to step up in that two-out situation where you need to score a run. And I think in Jacksonville State, they absolutely failed to do that. But against LSU, they they continually did. Yeah, and talking about those runs, in those first two games of the LSU series, we saw Auburn being unable to score until the fifth and seventh innings. So what would you say was the primary cause for that? Because we see in the first game that they scored six runs in the fifth inning alone. So do you think they were just slow to start in those games, or what would you say is the cause? I I think it's, I mean, obviously you want to score runs early. That's That's a big part of winning on the road. But at the same time, I think their objective was to get past the starters, uh, was to get them out of the game as quickly as possible. That LSU rotation is not fun to play against. Their their bullpen is it's not at the same level. So I think Butch going into going into the series said take a lot of pitches, draw some walks, which they did, uh, and um, you know get to these relievers, get to the their sixth seventh arm of the weekend, uh, you know on uh, by the by the third game, and that's what they did, and they absolutely blew up their bullpen. Yeah, and you talked about depth earlier, too, in that Jacksonville State game. So during the LSU games, we saw a lot of players score in each of these. But who stuck out for you the most? Because we had Brody Moore scoring three crucial RBIs in that first game. Blake Rambush and Kaysen Howell were the only two that we really saw put up a fight in, put up a fight in that middle game loss. And then, you know, Sonny D with his fantastic three RBIs and that one home run in the last game. So would you say those were the most impactful or who? Yeah, 100% on offense is that those were the three to, to watch out for. It's it's the top three of the lineup. It goes Blake, Kaysen Howell, and Sonny. Uh, Blake is currently leading the SEC in hits, which is great. We cannot talk about this baseball team without talking about Sonny. Uh, Sonny leads in all three averages, batting average, uh, on-base percentage, and slugging percentage. He leads the SEC in all three of those categories. That's something that's like almost unheard of at like a major league level, uh, let alone in you know, some uh, division that's as competitive as the SEC. That's an absolute crazy stat line, and he had another great showing with, uh, with the homer and uh, with all the runs scored he had this weekend. Um, so Sonny Z sticks out a lot. Another name I didn't expect to see a lot was uh, Mike Bellow. Uh, Mike Bellow, who I believe is a freshman, a freshman New Jerseyan, uh, he has come out in big ways uh, this year so far. He's, he plays mostly in left field. He switches out with Ryan Dahl and a couple others. Uh, but he is averaging 310 on the season. He's, he's slugging 452. I mean, these are numbers that from a freshman in, in this level of competition, you wouldn't have, have come to expect, but he's absolutely stepped up. 
Yeah, and so really going off of their great offensive plays um, this past weekend, we see Auburn take on Vanderbilt at home. So what are you looking for specifically that will help them bring out another ranked win? Obviously, Vanderbilt, uh, despite being swept this past weekend, it's a huge program. This is probably the most most well-known baseball program in the country. Um, And honestly... To me, it, it, it seems like the pitching, the starting pitching is going to have to improve um, before they can really consider competing with the big dogs like like Vanderbilt and like Arkansas and Tennessee that they'll have later this season. Uh, they were really shaky this weekend, uh, especially Trace Bright did not have a good game too. Um, but I think Mullins, Gonzalez, and uh, and Bright are the best trio going forward. I, I To me... Uh, the lack of consistency from them, it, it's troubling, and I think that will hurt them this weekend. I think they will have a blowout loss this weekend, but I think the other two games will be really competitive. I, I think they could very well go to extra innings. It's going to be a really fun weekend. There's going to be The house is going to be packed. Everybody wants to see this matchup, uh, and uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, and we hope the Tigers can pull them off. We'll see them travel to UAB on Tuesday. And then, like you said, they host number 16 Vanderbilt here at Plainsman Park. So especially with that colder weather, hopefully that doesn't hold them up. But thanks for coming on, Dylan. Of course. Love to be here. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for the Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. All right, and up next we have Emily Porch with us to go over a huge series in softball against number 7 Florida this past weekend. Hey Emily, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. All right, so in that first game of the series, Auburn came out with a win of 3-1, to one, and Coach Mickey Dean really mentioned the pitching of this game, so do you think that was one of the biggest factors that helped them pull off this win? Oh, yeah, for sure. It seems the four lineup just really couldn't figure out Matty Penta until late in the game, and then by that time it was just too late for them to try to mount a comeback. Yeah, yeah. And going along with that pitching, too, there really seemed to be a pitching showdown between Florida's pitcher Elizabeth Hightower and Matty Penta because that final game there was no run scored for either team until the fifth inning. So would you say that was also a really big factor of that slow start? Yes, I think it was. Um, I think the outcome of that game really – depended on um, Florida's really veteran lineup figuring out Maddie Pinta, whereas Auburn's really young lineup really couldn't adjust to, obviously the adjustments that Elizabeth Hightower made against the lineup in that third game. Yeah, yeah. And going into that second game too, um, slow starts overall for both teams, but the Tigers had another slow start for not scoring until the third inning. Not as bad as the last game, but still pretty moseying on in there so do you think this may have had caused them to fall short you know only seven to six loss in that game I think so yeah they really need to jump out early and get some runs on the board early to really give their pitchers confidence and their really young hitters confidence as well yeah and so we're talking about this pitching and you know we're a really young team but we do see Auburn kind of powering through especially in the SEC mm-hmm. and we see them have another huge top ranking against Arkansas this weekend. So what's one thing you think the, ti- the Tigers really need to improve on going into this game? Um, so far this season, they've been a really big power team, a lot, lots of home runs. They're second in the SEC right now. And one freshman, Briella, who leads the team with 12, she's second in D1 freshman and second in the SEC. And so while, they, while, they, while home runs are just great in general, you like seeing home runs, really what's going to be important for Auburn is to really um, cash in with runners in scoring position and get timely hits and 
Get Wrenched is not based on the home runs, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, you know, talking about their game during the week on Wednesday, Georgia State, do you think that this will also be a big factor? or? I think so, yeah. This might be a really good chance for them to get that chance to really try to hit runners in in scoring position. And also we might see some, some tune-ups pitching-wise in um, in Shelby Lowe and KK Dismutes because Shelby Lowe didn't have the best start in Game 2. She got pulled after one inning. Um, that might have also been a cause in the 7-6 to six loss in Game 2. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see one of those two pitchers start against Georgia State. Yeah, so we hope to see this pitching kind of, you know, improve itself over this weekend and especially on Wednesday. And like we said, they'll play Georgia State there during the week in hopes to come off this tough loss. So thank you so much, Emily, for coming in. And lastly, we cannot forget about the performance of the gymnastics team this past weekend after they scored second in the NCAA regional final at Neville Arena in Auburn, allowing them to advance to the Elite Eight. So we saw Suni Lee score her fifth 10 of the season on Saturday, this one being on her beam routine, and Darian Goborn received a 9-9 on bars, helping the Tigers push past Kentucky and advance to the championship. We also heard from Coach Graba where he talked on Sophia Groff's performance during the postseason, where he said, Our freshmen are unbelievable. Sophia is phenomenal and I think one of the best athletes in the country. So Emily, Emily overall, for her freshman season, and especially in this past meet, where have you seen her stand out the most? I really think Sophia has contributed the most on the beam as... You know, she is ranked top 10 in that category, but she's also really improved in her other events. She's contributed um, on the floor and on the even bars and on the vault. She's in, she's basically an all-arounder like SUNY is. And um, people don't want to talk about her as much because you do have SUNY Lee on the team this year, but she's a really underrated gymnast on the team this year, and she's just really important overall. Yeah, and you know, her impact on the team is really going to be useful when we're going into this championship. And so with Florida, Michigan, and Oklahoma, which are three top-ranked teams that are also in the Elite Eight, how do you think that change of that atmosphere away from Auburn, you know, since the regional final was here for home for them? So do you think this is really going to impact them and their performance? I think it will, yeah. We do know that the Auburn fan base does travel fairly well, so we will have some loud supporters in the stands. Um, we, Auburn does typically score lower when they're not at home, but I think if they stick to what they know they can do and put up good routines and they have a really fighting chance of scoring really well in this, in these meets. Yeah. And so we really hope to see this from the Auburn Tigers as they head to Fort Worth, Texas on April 14th to complete, compete in the Elite Eight. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we post daily content on our social media and our website at the Auburn Plainsman, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you.